we're joined by a very special guest, my sister, Marley, who is coming Hi. to us from Canby, Oregon, my hometown, and one of the very best towns, I think, in the United States. It even has its own very special gazebo, and um, it's a town, how many, how many people are in Canby, Marley? Do you know? I don't know. I think yeah. I remember hearing a few years ago it was something like 15,000. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I guess it's grown Which, since I was there last. Yeah, um, yeah. I think when I was growing up, it had about 10,000. So now if it has 15,000, that's probably Last, true. I'm sorry, last I checked on Google, it was about 17,000. Oh. So it just keeps on growing, see? Yeah, exactly. they just keep building houses, so I'm not surprised. <sighs> Yeah. Marty, uh, right now, are you in Canby because of the quarantine? Yeah, I'm in Canby. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> how old are you, Marley? I'm 19. My God. <laughs> Very young. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do you still live with your parents, Marley? No, I moved out in December. Okay. So you're 19 and you moved out, <clears throat> but you moved to another, uh, like an apartment or a flat in Canby or outside Canby? In Canby. I'm about like five minutes from my parents' house. Maybe even less. <laughs> Is that convenient? Is that cool? Do you see them yeah. often or? Yeah, I see them often. I work at a insurance office about two blocks from my parents' house. So I park at their house and then walk over to work. So I see them at least every time I work. Okay, now a question from a Brazilian man, because uh, it's, everything is different uh, here. Uh, why did you move out if you're like Ryan? I know Ryan's history. He moved out and he moved to Seattle, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, why did you move out if you're so close to your parents? Yeah, um, I wanted to get away from my parents. <laughs> okay. In the nicest way possible. Um, okay. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> oh. uh, Marley, I, I met Brenda and I met Andrew and they are so lovely. So. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get out of the house, I think. And I went to Seattle for three months, my freshman year of college. So I was out and then I had to come back and stay with my parents and live by their rules, which was not very fun when I had had three months of freedom. So I was itching to get out for about a year. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, how long have you been out? Um, five months. How long have you been back in? Um, I went to Seattle for three months and then I came back in January and was home for about a year and then moved out in December. Okay. And you're there. Right now you're in your flat or you're with your parents? I'm at my apartment. Okay. Uh, sorry, sometimes I get British. So I say flat, <laughs> but I never say Lori. <laughs> All right, and um, so you uh, you you've been to São Paulo before, right? Mm -hmm. One time. And how did you how did you like it? Uh, I really liked it. I'm a big fan of big cities, so it was fun for me, especially coming from Canby. It's just so different. Um, yeah, it was good. I liked the weather. I liked a lot of things about Sao Paulo. That's the really weather. funny because I hate the weather. <laughs> I live here in Sao Paulo and the weather is the, the one thing about Sao Paulo that I, I cannot stand. Everything else, the big city, the people, the chaos, everything else, I, I enjoy some of. Yeah. But the weather. Yeah, I don't think I could live in that weather full time. Nice to visit, though. Yeah. You can't, you can't weather the weather, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. All right. So the way, yeah, the, I understand that you like the weather. Do you remember when you were here? Yeah, what it was time? beginning of November. Okay, that was summertime, springtime, summertime. Okay, that was year it was just to just to uh, remember. 2017. Yeah, that's right. Because you were just entering your last year of high school, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the weather. Okay, the weather here for those. For us, for Ryan and I that live here, it's like four four seasons in a day. It's <laughs> insane, really insane. And Ryan told me once, I remember I was out with him, uh, and we worked together and we were out just talking and it was really, really, really cold, like six degrees Celsius. I don't know how much that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah, so uh, cold. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah it was really cold. Maybe 45 or 50 degrees Fahrenheit, I guess. Yeah. And then I asked Ryan, Ryan, and I was, I was, I couldn't stand it. Ryan was just like, yeah, so, blah, blah, <laughs> Ryan, how can you, how can you act that normal? No, that's Seattle. Seattle's just like that. Oh, like the whole year, okay. just for two weeks, it's very, very hot. And then all the year, it's just drizzling and and I said, ah, okay. So Ryan, would you say that you, the, the thing you don't like about the weather in Sao Paulo is that it's not constant, it's very unstable. Or you no, just the like thing the I like about the weather is it's too hot. <laughs> I, I prefer it to be cold and, and rainy. Yeah. Um, and there's too much sun, too much. Um, and I know that in like Seattle or, or Canby, which isn't that far from Seattle really, uh, in the winter, it gets a little too cold and dark and rainy and wet and depressing for a lot of people. But yeah. personally, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the like September to October in Canby. It's not too cold but it rains and it looks sad out, but I like that. But once it gets like really cold and in the forties, I don't like it here. Too cold for me. And I, I like also miss- Contemplative, right? Contemplative wood. What's that? No, I, I don't like to say that, I don't like to call that kind of weather sad. Or depressing. I like to call. I don't know exactly the word. I don't know if it's contemplative. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, maybe that's why there's a lot of good music and art from Seattle and Portland. Is that the people get stuck inside for four or five months and can't go out or or do anything. So they just have to write some songs about how depressed they are. And that's why we have grunge music. <laughs> about Artists from Canby. Are there any artists from Canby? Um, Probably. A teacher at my high school is be trying to be an artist. She's, I don't know. Besides that, not really. Yeah. I heard Charlie Sheen's from Canby. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, so. And we saw that picture, um, or I saw it. I showed it to Rodrigo of Fabio in a, like a grocery store or a, yeah. a big store near Canby. Uh -huh. Did you ever figure Every out if that was real? Is that no, really I Fabio? That. I have no idea. I remember seeing it and everyone was freaking out for a good like two days trying to figure out if it was him, but I haven't heard anything since. <laughs> it was real. It was real. I, I saw some people try to create like a, how, how can I say that? Uh, conspiracy theory behind it it's, it was Fabio he was just over at Canby yeah that's crazy and, uh, another one is Kristen Bell her yes. her boyfriend or husband which is it husband husband uh, Dex uh, Shepard he, he grew up in the town next to Canby so sometimes when they're like on vacation they they show up in Canby so I actually have a story about that yeah. 
So my roommate owned, her parents own a restaurant in like a, it's Charbonneau. It's like an old, well, it's not only for old people, but it's like a community, a nice rich community that a lot of old people live in. Um, they own a restaurant in there. And like two or three months ago, Lexi and I were at the restaurant working and we left. And it's like a 10 minute drive back home. We we're probably four minutes into our drive home and we get a call from her mom. She's like, so um, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard were just here. They got here like as you left. Um, they just wanted some soup or something. And now they're going to ride go-karts over at Pat's Acres, which is like three minutes from my apartment um, and from our house. And uh, yeah, they were there. They wouldn't take pictures because they're with their kids, but yeah. He, I think his parents might live in Charbonneau. I think so. That happened when I was there, right? For Christmas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah Christmas. She was there for Christmas with Dak Shepard, yeah, with their yeah, family. Which, yeah. Apparently, they switch off years. They'll go to Kristen's family one year and then come to Oregon the next year. So if you want to find Kristen Bell, look for her <laughs> in Canby in yeah. 2021. Yep. I've, I'm okay. just gonna show up at the restaurant again <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully the quarantine will be over by then yeah. uh, who knows yes or maybe she's there now hiding out during the quarantine <laughs> in canby maybe that would you guys be you guys follow her or him on instagram i don't dex shepherd remember ryan i was i was talking to i was telling ryan that some famous people they have a vibe and they have a certain vibe that if you just, if I Instagram, if I message them and ask them to be on a live, they'll say, sure, okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. Dex Shepard has that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just ask him and I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Won't even ask why to say yeah. That does okay. sound like him. <laughs> uh, so Marley, about Sao Paulo. So you like the weather, uh, you know? Did you did you did you have the chance to go to a churrascaria here? I don't know. I don't no. think so. I don't no. think we went to churrascaria, but we went to. Uh, the, do you remember the feijoada restaurant? Mm -hmm. We went yeah, in. It was near the Beku du Batman. Mm -hmm. Really close to that, I think. Yeah. Uh, what did you think Papa Gary. Yeah, we went to the same place with with Papa mm -hmm. Gary. Okay. What did yeah, you think I of the feijoada? I thought it was really good. Um, I don't remember. I think there were a few different kinds there. I don't remember which one I got, um, but I liked it. And I'm not a big stew or soup person. So that's a win from Brazil. Um, <laughs> I'm a really picky eater. So getting me to eat different foods is very difficult. But I liked most of the food in Brazil. I'd say all of the food actually I liked. Which did you get food poisoning? No. Because <laughs> Ryan did, I think the first first time we went to the beach, he got yeah. some weird fish. Like um, I think I remember that. Yeah. My very first Christmas here, we went to the beach. We went to um Caragua, Caratuba. And went to nice the try. beach and we're hanging out. I try. And <laughs> and we're at the beach on the on Christmas Eve. And there was a guy walking along the beach with a little tiny barbecue. <laughs> and it was about like this big, his barbecue. And we oh come over, come over, come over. We want some fish. And so he fried some fish right there for us. And then I ate the fish. And the next morning, Christmas morning, I had a, a 40 degree fever, which in Fahrenheit must be 103, 104 That's degrees. High. And, and yeah, I was like heading towards death, I guess. And I had to go to the, the public hospital in Pindamanyangaba, which is not a, not a, a great place to be for any Brazilian. They would know. And I got to the public hospital and there of course was a line, even on Christmas morning, there's a line at the public hospital. And luckily a doctor came out into the waiting room and was like, ah, no, I think this guy here, he needs more help. 
than the other people. And so I got to jump the line and he took nah. me back and, and saved me. He's very wide. Yeah. I think he deserves the work. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Ryan, did you dive like straight to the, was it you that hurt your, your nose? Yeah, so the second time that I went to the beach. <laughs> Not a big fan of the beach. <laughs> I, I dove into the ocean and I missed the wave. So instead of diving into it when the wave was high, I dove when the wave was low and I just dove into the sand oh. and hit my face and got a big <laughs> bloody gnat like oh. hole uh, right there yeah. on my face. Okay. Well, all right. So I like that in some Paulo. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember your grandpa, Papa, Papa Gary, right? He came to the Shuaskaria and he <laughs> he didn't like it because why 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 did he keep bringing me? Jesus Christ! I didn't ask them. Stop. <laughs> and <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay. And what was your, something that I'm very curious about, before you came to Sao Paulo, before you knew about Ryan, before Ryan told you about Sao Paulo, uh, before Ryan, before Alini, Adi, uh, did you guys, do you guys ever know about Brazil in school or? No, no I wouldn't know a single thing about Brazil besides where it's at on a map. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and after Ryan and Ali met, and then you started to hear about Brazil, uh, what, 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 how was it different when you when you just heard about it, and then you came here and you saw it, and you were like, ah, it's different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that it's just so much. San Paulo, especially, is just so much bigger and so many more people than someone from Canby could ever imagine because <laughs> there's like nobody in Canby and the people here I know all of them and I'm related to half of them and then you go to San Paulo and it's like the people just never stop coming and the city just goes on forever um which that I love that but it still I was expecting one thing and it was more than I expected. <laughs> okay. I remember Ryan asked me, uh, every time your mom and dad come to Brazil, I asked Ryan to, to meet with them. And, and he's, so we tried to arrange something. And Ryan said, well, I think the only day would be a Wednesday, uh, but I'll be, I'll be at work. So can you, can you just go to my apartment and give him a ride to the train station and then take him to Sao Paulo? And I said, sure. Uh, I have to now. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want it to be like that, but okay. And then <laughs> I went, and I was supposed to help him, like not get lost. And they ended up helping me because <laughs> turns out they came to São Paulo uh, more frequently than I uh, <laughs> did. So That's yeah, they helped me. And, Sounds like my dad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and I had great breakfast, right, Ryan? Oh, yeah, yeah that day. day when my mom made biscuits for you and gravy. Mm. No biscuits. She made gravy, uh, taters, and hamburger gravy, potatoes, eggs, Pop-Tarts. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Those are good. Uh, yeah, blueberry Pop-Tarts. Or no, why unicorn Pop-Tarts? Something like that. Interesting. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a second. My, my son is here. Just a second, please. Well, um, Marley, uh, now, because of the, the virus, because of we're all in quarantine, and one thing is that we're all getting used to, to these Zoom meetings. Mm -hmm. And Rodrigo and I, all of our English classes are on Zoom. And okay. um, before the 
before the outbreak, Rodrigo had been doing online classes for a long time. So he's mm -hmm. a master of mm -hmm. online communication. And, and by the way, this, what happened now, it happens all the time. So yeah. this is something uh, that happens with Zoom. Sorry. Go yeah. and, and I didn't really like it before. I had tried it with some of my classes. I didn't, didn't really enjoy it. So I, I didn't do until just now it's it's been a month and a half i guess but it seems like 30 years seems like so long yeah but now with with time i've gotten more used to it and and i'm mm -hmm. starting to enjoy it more and yeah. i know that you are doing a lot of your a lot of your classes for mm -hmm. for college online yeah so how how is it going for you um so i have i'm taking four classes right now and two of them are on zoom and what are you um, studying? What is your what is your course? Psychology. Uh -huh. um, I'm mostly taking psychology classes this term too. Um, both of the ones on Zoom are psychology. Um, I have four Zoom meetings a week, um, which is a lot compared to other American kids that are taking Zoom classes. Um, most of them will have, most people will have one Zoom call a week for their class, and then everything else will just be online. Um, like online exercises or what do you mean online? Yeah, so our school has a website that you can go on that has a bunch of different modules and it shows like, here's the reading for the week and then you can turn in assignments on the website and you can do a bunch of different stuff. Um, so that's where most of the things happen. We just have our lectures on Zoom and then do like, activities on zoom too oh, okay. um, how many how many people are usually in the the zoom classes how many other students are with you and the professor usually between like 30 and 40 oh wow That's yeah a lot. a lot yeah is that very how does it work do you think it's very nice is it um is, i think now that, now that we're i'm in week i'll be starting my sixth week of the term tomorrow um Everyone has the hang of it now. Um, the professor is usually the only one who's unmuted and all the other students will be muted unless they have a question or they get called on, which just for the sake of technology doesn't happen that often because everyone's having Wi-Fi problems all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, so yeah, usually we all just sit there quietly and take notes while the professor talks. Um, yeah, the, one of the classes I'm taking is a research psychology class. So I have three Zoom meetings a week for that class. And they're only an hour long, which isn't bad at all. Uh -huh. um, so I really like that class. Um, the professor's young too, so that helps because she knows how to work computers. Right, um, I was gonna ask if you've noticed like an age gap, like, yeah. it, in the teachers or the students, the younger ones are better able to adapt and the older ones are having difficulties. Is that true? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I my so one of my classes, the professor's probably in like her 30s, late 30s or early 30s. Mm -hmm. And then my other class, my professor is probably in his 60s or 70s and he's German. So he has an accent um, and he has no idea how to work computers still. So I've stopped going to the Zoom meetings for that class because there's no point. Um, but yeah, the first week in that class, it's a four hour class, which is ridiculously long for a college online class. Um, yeah, and because it was supposed to be on campus and it was only supposed to be one day a week. So that makes sense. But then when you turn it into a Zoom lecture, four hours takes forever to go by. Um, yeah, and it's a graduate level class. So all the information I need is in the textbook. So I've just stopped going to the Zoom classes because it's more frustrating than helpful. Um, but yeah, the, I, at this point, I don't mind the Zoom classes. Mm -hmm. uh, I've, they're annoying for sure, but that's just, school's just annoying. So that's just how it is. What do you think is, is missing? Like, when you switch from doing a class in person on campus mm -hmm. to doing a class online, what are some things that, that get lost? 
Um, I think even though you can see people's faces, having them in a room with you is a lot different, just the way people interact. Um, and I learn fine this way. Um, I kind of teach myself everything. I just read and then I understand it. But for students who don't understand things that easily, I'm sure they're really struggling because you can't just have the professor come over to you in the classroom and quietly talk to you. Everybody has to hear it in the Zoom call. So either you keep up with the entire Zoom call or you have to go to office hours some other day and talk to them privately. So I'm sure a lot of students are behind and have no idea what's going on, which is too bad, but there's not much we can do about it. Do you have any ideas about what what could be done to make it better? I don't think there's that much that can happen. I think, especially since no one, the school has no idea what's going on. They're just taking it day by day and throwing stuff at the window and seeing if it, or at the wall and seeing if it sticks. But um, I think if we're doing online classes for a long time, we'll definitely figure out better ways to make things work. Mm -hmm. But right now they're just trying to get this term done so they can take a break for the summer, I think. And, and um, Rodrigo, you've been doing online classes for a long time, a lot longer than, than I have. Years, right? Yes. Do you have any ideas about how to make online classes better? I know most of, or all of yours are just one-to-one, -one, but you must have some experience about how to make an online class better. <clears throat> well, as you said, it's much easier when it's one-to-one. Um, what you have in being computer savvy is important, okay? Being able to uh, use Google Education or uh, and Ryan, you taught me about Google Education and, uh, and now Microsoft Teams Education too. But tools, you know, tools are very important yeah. in this moment. Um, and what Marty said about um, not being able to have a one-on-one -on -one talk, a private talk, it's it's not nice. It's um, but um, Marty, one question. You said that. Uh, just like 30 to 40 people uh, muted and the teacher's talking, he's the only one that's uh, not mute, that uh, is able to speak. Uh, but isn't that, isn't that similar, similar in a way to a class, the teacher, two regular classes, she goes there in front of everybody and he, <clears throat> just a second. So, and he just, um, just, talks and people take notes and so what's uh, what's the biggest difference yeah I think um especially with the classes I'm taking a lot of people will have specific questions about a project they're working on so like for my research psychology class what we're doing this term is um making a research proposal so we have to write out an introduction and choose a research question and it's all a very specific project for each person. So having it online is a little difficult because everyone has very personalized questions that only apply to their project. So if I were to ask a question in the Zoom call with 40 people, it'd be wasting 10 minutes of valuable class time that could be used to explain more general things to the whole class. So if I were to have a question, I'd have to take time out of my day later in the week to go to a one-on-one -on -one meeting with my professor to ask questions. Um, okay. um, yeah. So uh, another thing, uh, since you study psychology, uh, here in Brazil, I was looking for a psychology course, an online psychology course. Here in Brazil, online courses are, uh, are big now, you know, people, before quarantine, I, I mean, yeah. for the past five years, it grew very much the demand for that. So, uh, but psychology, we, we can't have psychology mm -hmm. online classes or courses. There's no, there's no online psychology classes yeah. or courses. Um, 
um, how are things in America for online courses? Because I never, uh, I never heard about. Uh, do you guys have online courses like yeah. completely online? Mm -hmm. A lot of, I'd say almost every term that I've had in college, I've taken at least one online class. Um, but I wouldn't say that's normal for every American college student. Um, I, I like online classes because I'm a huge introvert and going on campus tires me out. <laughs> so I really like being able to do online classes, especially because I learn by teaching myself. Um, but at my school, there's online options for almost every course that exists. Um, besides like art classes and things that you need to be doing things in the classroom to get credit. Um, but yeah, there's online psychology courses. Um, I don't, I wouldn't choose to take those because I think that classes like psychology for my major, I'd rather be in a classroom for. Um, but yeah, online classes are huge in America and they just keep growing. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Thank so, you. so do you think that after the, after this quarantine ends, whenever that is, that online courses will become the norm? Oh yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if on campus classes changed to a minimum after this, because as annoying as zoom is and Online classes can be annoying, but they're so much nicer than having, for me, having to commute an hour and a half to campus every time I have a class. I don't ever want to have to go back to that. Um, mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind taking all my classes online until I graduate. But I think um, a lot of it depends on just how people learn, because I don't think some people can take online classes and do well in them. Right. And, and one of the reasons that online classes would be so nice is the cost, um, mm -hmm. especially like you said, the cost to travel. But in the United States, one of the, the big differences with Brazil for college is that when people go to college, they, they move. Mm -hmm. They go to the college that, that they're going to study at and they live there. Yeah. Which when, when I turned 18, when I graduated from high school, I moved to Seattle and I lived in the dorm and I lived on campus. And so like I walked to yeah. my class every day, but that was really expensive to do. Yeah. Um, I'm saving thousands of dollars living at the apartment instead of living on campus. But you also tried to live on campus, right? For a few months? Yeah, I lived on campus in Seattle for three months, give or take. Um, and I'm just not cut out for living on campus, especially in a state that I don't know anybody in. I think I would have done a lot better in a dorm if I had gone to like Oregon State or somewhere in Oregon where I knew people or even just somewhere close enough to Canby that I could come into town and see my friends. Mm -hmm. But I didn't see a person I knew in Seattle for like three months straight, which didn't go well for me. <laughs> but yeah, most people love dorms. I just, I, I think I'm, I'm an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you might be even more introverted than me. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Because when I first moved out and I went to, to live in the dorms, um, and for, for Brazilian people, just to explain, an American dorm is like, a, it's like an apartment building, except instead of living in an apartment where you have like a bedroom and a bathroom and a kitchen and a living room that's all yours, you have one well, mine was, I think yours was a little bigger, Marley. My dorm was one room that was like maybe five meters by three meters, probably smaller than that even. 
and there were two of us in this one room. And that was the entire dorm. We had space for our beds and a desk each. And there was a tiny sink that we could like brush our teeth well, you in. You had a sink? I didn't yeah. even have a sink. <laughs> but, but if we, uh, and we had closets. Yes. And that was the entire room. If we like to go to the bathroom, there was on the whole floor, there was a bathroom for the boys and a bathroom for the girls. And we had to share with the whole floor. There was no kitchen at all. You didn't have a kitchen anywhere? No. We had a kitchen. So our, my dorm building had three stories. Mm -hmm. So on, we had two little tiny kitchens that were like, seriously, I couldn't even reach my arms. I couldn't put my arms straight out and not touch a wall. It was like, there was room for a tiny little fridge, a horrible oven, a microwave and a toaster. And you couldn't have more than one person in there at a time. And half the things didn't work, of course. And there would be people in there like trying to make cookies at dinner time. So then like, obviously I'm not gonna be able to make dinner because you're making cookies. So there was really no point in having a kitchen, but it was there. <laughs> Ryan, uh, Ryan, when you described it, uh, it's very similar to a kind of, um, to a kind of, uh, uh, how can I say, not accommodation. Uh, it's very similar. Wait, I'll describe it to you and then you'll tell me if you recognize this. So it's a very small place that you can only fit a bed and maybe, like she said, an oven and a microwave and there's no kitchen and there's uh, barely a bathroom, okay? And two people live in. Here in Brazil, there are lots of places like this for 10, 11 people living. Uh, it's just not in college. Yeah. <laughs> just a horrible place. Uh, so yeah, uh, people from Brazil, they, they could understand if you mm -hmm. did that analogy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's where I lived for the first um, two years of, of college. And luckily, I wasn't as introverted as Marley. So I made a few friends. Yeah. And, but only like three. I had like three friends for the first two years of college. And I did everything with them. Um, and, and getting out of home for the first time was really like different because mm -hmm. until I had left home, um, I was super spoiled. Like <laughs> mom cooked all of my food, did all of the laundry, did all of the cleaning, did all, everything, did all of the chores in the house. Super mom. Yeah. And That's so then, then when I moved out, I had to like deal with a lot of these things on my own. And that was yeah. a real shock. I had that too. Um, <laughs> I'm, especially cause I don't think you experienced this, but I'm the type to, just completely forget that I need to eat. I just completely forget that food is a thing sometimes. So I'd be in Seattle and it'd be like nine o'clock at night. I'd be going ready to go to bed and I'd kind of just sit there and be like, oh, I didn't eat dinner. I don't know if I ate lunch. I probably ate breakfast or lunch or something. I probably had a snack, but I did not eat dinner and I'm starving, but it's nine o'clock and we have like a tiny kitchen that I don't want to go into. So I guess I'm just going to heat up some pasta again and just eat pasta with butter on it and call it a day, which happened almost every night in Seattle um, and happens here a lot too. So yeah, mom's cooking is one of the things that I miss dearly. In our dorm building, um, we had in the basement, like a, like a convenience store, like mm -hmm. a Boteco is what it would be the most similar thing to yeah. Brazil. <laughs> and it was open late. And so this same thing would happen to me, Marley, <laughs> except it was mostly like laziness. Like, ah, yeah. the cafeteria is at the other <laughs> side of the campus. That's like yeah. a 15 minute walk. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll just go downstairs and get like a, a pizza roll. Oh, yeah. And a Coke and an ice cream. And that'll be dinner. 
The little tiny ice creams like Ben and Jerry's or something. Yep. Yeah. I did those too. And I did One that question. all the um, time. <laughs> uh, just a very simple question. How much how much do you do you pay for a Ben and Jerry's? Uh, like the little ones. Not little the ones. Tiny ones, probably yeah. like three bucks. Then there's like court ones that are like six bucks. So they're not bad. And for me, I the court ones I probably get two or three servings out of unless I decide to eat the whole thing but usually I can get a few different <laughs> servings out of it <laughs> right right so here in Brazil it's 40 bucks yeah for yeah. the for the court one yeah yeah Ben and Jerry's is very expensive here it's very expensive yeah it's crazy yeah, but it's really really nice yeah uh, especially the cookie dough one mm -hmm. I get the half-baked kind I don't know if you guys have that there, but it's my favorite. No, uh, no, I don't remember. I don't remember the names. Just yeah. remember Cherry, Cherry Garcia, mm -hmm. uh, and the Cookie Dough one. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, uh, Ryan, do you have any other questions about this? Um, what about you? What What was it like when when you moved out of your parents' Me? house? And yeah. Okay. How, like uh, compare compared to our experiences. I don't think it, I, I don't think it can compare but I when I when I went to college I was 18 um, and I nothing changed just the school I used to go to high school and then I just started going to another place there was in another neighborhood and I was living with my mom and dad uh, people treat 18 year olds here in Brazil uh, as if they were 12 you know uh, and there are a lot of late teenagers here in Brazil a lot of people that are like 35 and they're still wearing those coconut <laughs> I forgot the name you know uh -huh. uh, and so well anyway so I, I went to college and I happened to study the same thing Ryan's here political science uh, so nothing changed, just no, nothing changed. And then yeah. just, uh, two years um, after I had started, I decided to stop, just started to quit. And then I said to my father, no, now I want to study, now I want to, I think I want to study music. And he said, nah, nice. Uh, only things that will get you rich, right? Mm -hmm. Political science <laughs> and then music, nice. So I went on to study music for a while. Uh, I I stopped as well. I, I didn't finish, uh, and I kept on living with my mom, and my brother, until I was thirty-one. It's thirty-one, yeah. Then I moved out because uh, my girlfriend at the time. I uh, got pregnant and we, we got a house and that, that was when Victoria came some. Then we moved out and since uh, we were 31 or when we were 31, we became adults officially. Mm -hmm. Until then, we were just uh, technically adults living with our mom and dads, mm -hmm. just technically. Yeah. And that's much more common in Brazil, right? Is that, that people stay living with their parents until they decide to get married. Exactly. That's not much more. That's, that's what happens. You know, it's uh, people that leave when they're 18. It's like, oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> how, how did you do it? And they're either crazy or adventurous or heroes, you know, uh, if you think about for people like me, for for people for um, what is my social level, Ryan? What would you say? Uh, middle, middle 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 class. Yes, for people uh, for middle class, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. Mm -hmm. When I was eighteen, if I tried, if I if I wanted to do the same as you guys did, to live in a small room in a small place uh share it with it's not impossible it's not even difficult i could do that uh, 
But then Brazilian people, middle, middle class Brazilian people, what we do is, uh, I think I wanna experience some difficulty in life. I wanna, I wanna see like hard times. So I'm moving to America. And so we moved to America and our parents keep paying for everything. And so it's really not that difficult. No, it's much nicer because <laughs> we can go out at night and not worry about being raw, uh, being being robbed or something like that, you know. And we're far from our parents. We can get a fake ID and just <laughs> go out to drink. Uh, so, uh, but that's middle, middle and upper middle class for us. Yeah, I think. Um... My, my experience was nice because I learned how to be an adult, but in like steps, you know. Yeah, like, in a like, structured way. Yeah, the, the dorms that, that I lived in were like a small step toward maturity because yeah, I was living on my own and I had to be responsible for some things, but not everything at once. Mm -hmm. So I had to, take care of my room but I didn't really and it didn't matter because me and my roommate were both messy people and who cares it was just a dirty mess all the time and the college paid for somebody to clean the bathroom so we weren't spreading diseases to each other because the bathroom was cleaned every day and so if you don't clean up your bed who cares and I didn't have to worry about cooking because there was a cafeteria or the, the crappy Boteco place that I could go and get a pizza roll from. Mm -hmm. But I learned over time that I shouldn't eat pizza rolls every day because I started to get sick. And so yeah. I slowly learned this piece of being an adult that you can't just eat garbage all of the time. And so, so a couple years later, when I moved out of the dorms and I moved into a house with my friend Tom, then I had to take another step of, of growing up and learn how to clean things, which I also didn't do because Tom and I are both messy people. So we still didn't really clean up, but we did occasionally have to clean the bathroom. And one, one funny story is that I knew nothing about cleaning, but one day I decided to clean the bathroom and so I thought, ah, bleach is a really good cleaner and ammonia, that's a good cleaner too. And so I mixed bleach with ammonia because I thought the two of them would be an even better cleaning agent. Yes. And so I was cleaning the bathroom with my bleach ammonia mix. And then Tom comes in and he's like, what the hell are you doing? You just <laughs> made mustard gas. You're going to kill us all. And, and we had to dump it and leave the apartment open for like 12 hours so that we didn't die. But, you know, you learn. You know, you guys, learn in uh, small steps. You know, uh, one thing that is really cool about, um, about the way you, you do things in America, the, it's really cool that you guys can have a, it's not a tradition, but it's cool that your father or your, and your mom uh, can tell you, about going to going away to college because they also did it mm -hmm. uh and like that had your uncles and aunts and everybody uh, most people do it and most people do it in a similar way here in brazil my father never went to to college my mom never went to college uh my father did he's a doctor now um and he's a professor actually but my mother didn't. She only went when she was older, when she had the chance. So there's no tradition, you know? There's no, like, when, I, when, you, when you're watching movies. It's one thing I asked my friend Kate. Kate, how, um, how truthful is, like, movies? Or how, how, because I never knew. I, I didn't know if it was a fabricated truth. And she said, no, it's, that's exactly... That's exactly how it is. Like one day we go to visit the college with our father, usually with our father, and then we visit five colleges. Mm -hmm. And then we, we talk, there's one guy that shows around and 
And then we go home and we decide and we, we wait for the letters and then we have the GPA and, and it's just uh, here in Brazil, it's nothing. There's no, no pattern, no, nothing is standardized for anything, not only for that, but for anything. So mm-hmm. I can never tell a Vittorio, ah, oh, now you're doing the same as I did. You're, no, you're, everything is different from, from one year to another. The whole structure of the country changes, so it's uh, it's weird to have that uh, that thing, and it's very good for you guys. Very nice. Yeah, I suppose, but I think, like we were talking about, that that probably within a few years it'll all be very different. Right. That because of this online thing and because of this crazy coronavirus, making it change faster that the next generation of people are not going to recognize the stories that I tell about going to college. Even Marley barely recognizes the stories that I tell about going to yeah. college because she was only at college for three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. And I didn't go do anything. So even yeah. me being there for during the whole three months, I'd, I'd understand the dorm room real well, but everything else, I didn't go do anything. Well, um, well, I guess I guess I ran out of questions about this. But um, but Marley, you said that um, sometimes, and this is just uh, something very light. I wanted to ask because I don't, I never, Brian never told me anything, not about this, of course. Um, but what do you? I, I know Ryan loves Kraft mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that <laughs> Kraft's Mac and Cheese has been have been been uh, following Ryan, and I found it here in Brazil. Um, Ryan made Mac and Cheese for me, came in an act of love, uh, and I never made it for him, but he made Mac and Cheese for me, and it was very nice. He made Mac and Cheese for my wife and Alfredo, too. Yes. Um, so I know what Ryan likes to eat, which is white cream made of butter any white cream made of butter with cheese okay um now what what would you say you like to eat what do you what is your favorite childhood nostalgia food or like heartwarming uh comfort food well the i am a pasta maniac um if i could eat noodles for every meal for the rest of my life and be healthy, I would do it. Um, <laughs> with no question, it's I just love noodles. Um, my the first thing that comes to mind is my mom's Alfredo with her breadsticks. Um, but when I actually think about it, I don't think I ate Alfredo until I was like twelve, because I was I don't know why I was too picky. Um, so probably her mac and cheese would be the number one most like best comfort food best like just the staple of like our home I think um it's just so good and not the craft I do like craft mac and cheese but she makes like a fancy homemade mac and cheese that's just so good and uh, last time she came she brought me Velveeta does she use Velveeta yes okay. she does I first thing I did when I opened the block of of that uh, was that I tried Velveeta, like uh-huh. straight just plain up Velveeta, back. just a just a bite. Oh. <laughs> it, it tastes weird. Uh-huh. Uh, the smell is nice, but it tastes it yeah. doesn't taste. It tastes Velveeta like you know. Yeah. Like, people people don't like Velveeta here unless it's in something. Um, and even if you tell them that Velveeta's in something, they'll still give you a weird look. Like, why would you choose to eat that? But it's good. If it's yeah. like in mac and cheese, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, on its own, not, not good. I have a very tragic story about Velveeta <laughs> that will probably make Rodrigo cry. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Uh, the last time that my parents were here, uh, they also brought me a Velveeta. Or it might have been the time before that. I don't know. No, it was the, 
the time before that that they were here. Because this last time they brought me Volvita and I said, uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't eat macaroni and cheese anymore because my lactose intolerance has gotten so bad. So I gave that Velveeta to you. But two years ago they came and they brought me a Velveeta. And I didn't have the heart to tell them, oh no, I can't, I can't eat your Velveeta. So I took the cheese. And then I put it in the cupboard and forgot about it. And forgot about it. And forgot about it. And then a couple of weeks ago I was cleaning out the cupboard because it's quarantine and there's nothing to do. So one thing to do is to clean. And I reached into the back of the cupboard and I found this block and I thought, ah, what is this? And I pulled it out and it was a Velveeta. And I thought, oh, Velveeta, it never goes bad. Of course, it's like an industrial <laughs> miracle. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll make some macaroni and cheese. But maybe I should check it first. And I opened it up and instead of being an orange golden block of delicious, it was green and completely ruined. Oh. So I forgot about an entire block of Velveeta cheese and had to throw it away. And I apologize profusely to okay. the universe. Well, that's privilege. That's white privilege. Okay, that's American privilege. Because you know we don't have Velveeta here. You can just go to, you know, no, not now, of course. You can just go buy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can just go and pay how much? A dollar for a block of Velveeta? It's yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah. It's cheap, yeah. And now I'm down to my last three boxes of craft. I'm, I'm hoarding it, saving it, but I only have three left. So it's uh, do you, tough, tough times. In one sitting, do you eat one box of craft or do you eat just no. one? One. One? Okay. I, used I can't to eat, eat a whole thing. I used to mix a box of craft with a can of, of chili and have chili mac. Okay. Mm. Interesting. You have to be careful. Making, yeah. I've been making the hamburger helper chili mac that they have. Um, chili not mac. Not the same concept, but It's yeah. delicious. Try it out. You should eat it before your stomach gets too old to enjoy such delicious <laughs> things. Yeah, actually. Marley, one, just one more funny story. One time in my life, I had chili dog. Because here in Brazil, is not a thing. Here in Brazil, it's just crazy everything dog. You know, we put everything in a hot dog. And, but I went to, do you remember where we had that, Ryan? No. No? I think I can say it here. We went to Hooters <laughs> here in Brazil. Wow. <laughs> Ryan and I and both our wives and um, I had chili dog and then never again. Uh, and the very nice thing about Hooters is that the girls, they came. I, it was, imagine me, a country boy from Brazil. I was like, what is that? Why? <laughs> why? What? Okay, so I was there. Uh, and all of these girls, beautiful girls, uh, they came and they talked only to my wife and Ali. They never even looked at Ryan and, I, and, and me. Yeah, because I think they were like, no, Brazilian, Brazilian women, you don't mess with them. They'll probably break our necks here. And uh, they were just, they came and they said to, to Ali, so what would you guys like? Uh, what about him? Uh, yeah, really? Okay, nice. Thank you, ma'am. That's anyway, funny. They just didn't yes. want to talk to you, huh? Exactly. So Ryan took me to Hooters here in Brazil. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, do you have anything else you want to add, Marley? Anything you want to ask us? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. I should have thought of some things, but I didn't. That's fine. Maybe yeah. we'll we'll have you back on in yeah. a few months. Um, but I think that's that's enough for today. So thank you for for coming on and yeah, being thanks fun. for having me. So thanks for everybody for watching us and listening. And don't forget to like and subscribe and check us out on Instagram and everywhere else.
and we'll see you all next week.